Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to give you some tips and tricks for traveling if you're a bigger person, a big size person. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Bigger person. Bigger person. <laughs> uh, agent Consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I don't even know when it aired, maybe a couple months ago now, we did a show about traveling as you age and with folks who are older. And we got a great deal of response from that. A lot of people were very appreciative of what we did and how we handled it. And one of the things I received was a lot of requests for talking about if you were a bigger person, a larger person. So not a person that's better than other people exactly. in the party. <laughs> not like you're being the bigger person. Oh, okay. And not so, if your head is bigger than the right. rest of you. It's so just, uh, like the old show, do we have to now go around the table and say our weights? We're going to do live weigh-ins. I have one of those hanging scales like at the deli. I want to so. know which... <laughs> <laughs> I've you gained know. weight. I'm 182 pounds. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Thank God Craig so, is here to help us. Well, I was going to also point out, too, <laughs> it, in addition to, you know, heavy people or heavy set people, this also, a lot of information we're going to talk about applies to people who are very tall. Right. Craig is very tall. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that he can relate to some of the information. And we're people who get. are very short. Okay, I'm very Actually, short. <laughs> differently, uh, differently sized people, maybe, is how we should put it. We're not picking on people who are heavy. I am by all means heavy, so I'm not going to say that this is because we're making fun of you. It's just this is a reality of travel. Right. Reality of things that we face and people who are different. It's, it's different and it takes more planning right. and you have to think things out a little bit more. Um, it's like we've all said before, if my bag gets lost, I'm not going to the cruise ship gift shop and replacing my wardrobe. Right. It's not happening for me. So a great place to start, right? A great place to start is as someone of differently shaped you have to think about how you pack mm-hmm. you have to cross pollinate with the other person you're going to be traveling with you take you use all right. of the travel tips don't put your stuff in one suitcase you want to ensure that when you get there something you're going to need is there's going to be something in each bag because right. as tracy said you know what happens if god forbid your bag gets lost so you make going to make sure you have a little bit of clothes in each of your person's bag. Same thing goes for your carry-on. Mm-hmm. I always have at least one change of clothes in my carry-on because, you know, what would happen if both of our bags went missing or were delayed somewhere? And, you know, people will say to you, well, if you miss anything, you can go to the gift shop and buy a T-shirt. I can't. Right. I can't. And the other thing is I am very, very aware of my shoes. I have... Differently sized feet. Was that the term you were using? <laughs> you just have giant boat feet. I, do. I have giant boat feet. I wear a size 15 shoe. So when we're traveling in Europe, there are a lot of shoe stores. There ain't one of them that's got a size 15 shoe. So you just have to be aware of that. You know, you have to be aware that you are planning and you are taking as much precaution as possible because what you need is probably not available where you're going. Exactly. And people will say things like, well, if you have travel insurance, you know, travel insurance will cover it. Doesn't matter if travel insurance covers travel it. Travel insurance is not going to cover my butt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And like you said, you know, even if you're traveling someplace, like you may be coming to Orlando and you may say to yourself, well, I can probably find a big and tall shop somewhere in Orlando. That doesn't work if you're going to the Caribbean islands. Right. You know, that doesn't work if you're going to Europe. There is not a casual meal in St. Martin. Right. 
we actually found a big and tall men shop in Dublin, and we were so excited. I do. I have a sweatshirt from Dublin. I, that's not. That's another thing that as a bigger person, those things are not usually available to, available to me. Um, Disney's getting better at it, but they're not everywhere. So, and a lot of times, you know, you go to buy that souvenir shirt, and it says the size you think you are, and it's not the size you think you are. Especially in Europe, I find that the sizes are are smaller than what we're used to. And we have, we all know about that just awful designation of one size fits all. <laughs> That's not true. That is not true whatsoever. So big, big importance. Think about your packing. Think about where you're putting your clothes. Think about if something happened along the way, what could I do to at least get through a couple of days? I also think as a bigger person, knowing what we just talked about, you have to be prepared for more eventualities. Right. Like you have to cover the spectrum. Might it rain? Is it going to be cold? And while other people would want to bring things like that, if you're someplace and it gets cold and you can buy a, a, you know, a medium sweatshirt, you're good. I can't do that, so I have to prepare for, I think I prepare for more eventualities. This is going to sound really weird, but my clothes take up more space. Yes. Like I have a, right. I have a sweatshirt that is gigantic. <laughs> the number one tip, travel tip I see is people talking about packing cubes. I need a packing cube for each shirt. What's the exactly. point? <laughs> I just said those exact same words. I bought packing cubes, right. and you're supposed to put all of your T-shirts in one cube. And I put my T-shirt and zipped it up, and I thought, well, this is dumb. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our clothes it's take true. up more space. I look at the underwear packing cube, and I'm thinking, what? <laughs> exactly. I'm supposed to wear this? Is that what this is? So, so I think for us, very important. Make sure your outfits are planned and your packing. And it plan. often means more luggage. It does. It means taking an extra suitcase or having a larger suitcase. Brings me to my second point, looking at airfare, mm-hmm. looking at flights. Again, I realize not everyone can do this. Kevin and I prefer to go first class. This allows us a little bit heavier luggage, allows us more luggage. So that's another perk of being in first class. But if you're not first class you got to think about that right luggage i can tell you and along with the luggage is seat size seat size for sure so you know we'll look at for comfort especially on a longer flight we will look at um, while we're not first class or business class many airlines will have a comfort class or you can pay extra for extra leg room Mm. premium class right so you know you can look at what different airlines are offering and sometimes with that um, upgraded category you're somewhere in the middle you do get a little bit extra luggage allowance with it there's a great website called seatguru.com mm-hmm. i live by that i do too and it takes you a while to understand their terminology because there's the width and then there's what they call the pitch mm-hmm. of the seat but you can go on and compare seats on different uh styles of aircraft also within the same airline mm-hmm. oh, there's the word um we use that a lot Mm-hmm. to go on and see what they say about it. And they'll even recommend that you not sit here for this reason or you right. do sit here for this reason. I live by SeatGuru, yeah. com. I live by that. And, of course, it's hard because there's always there can be last-minute um, plane equipment changes, changes, equipment yep. changes. So there's that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing to keep in mind, I'm five foot nothing. So leg room isn't necessarily an issue for me. However, along with pitch and leg room comes 
put this, the tray down room. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, there's so, no way I get that tray down in front of me. I'm right. sorry. Just, or even the one that pops up out of the arm. Yeah. Like, as like soon this. as it pops up out of the arm, it's like, yeah. So, and then yeah, the other thing fine. is I try to, when if I'm looking for seats, I want to make sure, and I can often find this on Seat Guru as well, mm-hmm. is watching for the seats that have solid sides instead of just the armrest that goes up and down. Oh, okay. Some of them have solid sides. So you don't have a little bit of room to, to spread <laughs> yeah. underneath the armrest yeah, or put it up your body can't you. spill out into the aisle. <laughs> right. When John and I travel together, we look for planes that do not have those solid arms. Yes. Because here's the deal. If I put the armrest up, I don't yeah. care if I encroach exactly. on his butt or if he encroaches on mine. We're good. Chris it's, and I do the same thing. It's when yeah. there's... That an- armrest is just automatically out of the way and we've created a little love seat for ourselves. Okay. <laughs> we talked a little bit before the show started about, um, you know, you might want to look into three seats. Yeah. Purchasing three seats. Um, but... Tracy had a bit of information we didn't know about Southwest. So Southwest will allow you to choose, to purchase in advance the extra seat if you need it. Now, I will tell you, um, when you get to the airport, um, gate agents, they are picky about this policy. If they feel like you got this seat and you don't need it, they're not shy to tell you that. So you can't just do this because you want extra space. Wow. Um, you need to be um, – they have boundaries on their website in their um, – in their FAQs, but it basically... You, like when you, you put your luggage in a thing to see if it's yes, the right size? Yeah, Stand they clunk you in. So, you know, you need to encringe on the seat beside you. You yeah, need to yeah, be... Certain. So there's certainly boundaries around it. Um, but what happens is they ask you to do it ahead. And if you showed up at the airport and you needed it, they would have to give it to you. But the idea of that without knowing there's an extra seat on the plane, oh, that would be terrifying, no, right? So you can do it ahead of time. And then once you get back they will refund it to you. So you call them and they refund the cost of that extra seat. It used to be they only did that if there were empty seats on the plane, if the plane wasn't full. They've changed that. They do that all the time now. Wow, that's incredible. So they will refund it. They also have that same policy for people with a disability who may need a second seat for a certain reason. Um, So now, due to the nature of my medical condition, I need to have um, space for limitations on my left side. So um, I can purchase an extra seat as a disability. When Chris broke his leg, he needed it. Mm. Um, So they do have that. It's the same policy. It's um, either disability or customer of size policy. They don't differentiate between them, um, but it's the same idea. So sometimes that's necessary. And again, you you don't want to sit in um, on any plane typically the bulkhead seat the yeah. ones in the front will have those hard sides I'm also uh-huh. amazed at the people who, who take the bulkhead seats and they say well I have more leg room no you don't right. no because you can't put your feet under this right this you've chair got this solid wall in front of you the other thing is if you purchase those three seats many times they allow you to board the plane or they in an actually they group. insist on it um, they insist now and I know they were flexible on it before but now they insist on your pre pre-boarding um, so it's uh, wheelchairs and those with disability different disabilities and then you would board with the extra seats without that group That's that? so, you, so you can guarantee so the they three can guarantee together. three together that makes sense yeah and we used to when we were booking three seats now we book first class but so we, when you were booking southwest never well i think i flew southwest once no we've flown, no, more you've than flown them more and than here's that. the deal have i if it's you're like flying, if you're flying from orlando to las vegas Southwest is the only airfare air airline that travels nonstop right. without having to make another stop in Salt Lake City. You can fly Orlando to Las Vegas 
on Southwest nonstop. So they tell you, you usually get a little slip, a little blue slip, and they say, put this on the seat between you because yes. someone might want to sit there. The best part is watching the people's faces as they pass Kevin and I down the aisle <laughs> and look at that seat and then between. Like, is there a seat in there? <laughs> it's like, how do I get in there? Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm not yeah. going to sit there. I can tell you a story. We were in two seats and we had purchased the extra seat. And we were coming back from Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. And apparently a man had gone out for a bachelor party and had the daylights beat out of him and was bloody and drunk. And they put him in the seat between the two of us. And he didn't care, but John pretended he was asleep the entire time. And I figured he's drunk. He's going to tell me the story. So I heard the whole story about what happened. Kevin's growing at him. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Stop talking to this person. So yeah, flights, flights are a big thing for flights us. Flights are a really big thing we for us, We spend a great too. deal of time looking yeah. at the seats, looking at making sure that even the type of flight it is, the type of plane it is, down to yep. the configuration mm -hmm. is important for us. Right, because on some flights, some long, all flights, there's three, three, and three. And you have to decide, yep. you know, I yep. the, the hardest part is getting stuck in that middle, middle seat. If you can get one of the aisle seats, yep. sometimes after the takeoff, you can lift that bar up and make yourself a little more yeah, room. Oh, I have yeah. a problem with the fact that my knee doesn't bend as well, one of my knees. So I always try and make sure that I'm on the side of the plane that I can kind of put my leg out in the aisle a little bit. You just have to do some pre-planning. Yeah. You also have to be honest with yourself. Right. That's the hardest part. Right. That's the hardest part of, of just coming to terms and being honest with yourself. We look for, whenever we can, a configuration that's like two, three, and two, or mm -hmm. two, five, and two, so that we can be the two seats. So if we can get two seats with and pay extra for the extra leg room, we feel like we're in first class at yeah, that really? point. Except nobody's hanging up our coat. But other than that, we that's, feel like we're in first what you, class. That's you call Canadian first class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's true. Ooh, I'm going to get letters on that, aren't I? Yep, he is. So Direct a, those to John at. John at. I'm going to go right to my junk file. <laughs> so we've talked about packing. We've talked about the flight. Let's talk a little bit about accommodations, um, things that you should consider when you're looking to book a hotel room. What do you guys think? Bed size. You know, if, if a room has double beds, like... You know, oh God. it's like we're we you know we're sleeping separately. Us too. <laughs> like, yeah, Us it's too. like half the time we get in a hotel room now and we're like, okay, yeah, it's college days. We're roommates, so exactly. there's your bed. This is my bed. You know, so bed size is a big thing. Yes, I've alluded to the fact that I have a problem with a shower and tub combo. I. It just doesn't work for me. I got hurt very badly in Germany after falling out of one. So I look for a room. I don't need accessibility. I don't need handicapped accessibility. I don't need extra wide doorways. But I do need to ensure that there is a standalone shower, not a tub combo. And we've actually um, favored certain hotels because that's the way the room is made. So, yeah, you're going to want the biggest bed you can get. Yeah. And if you have the luxury of not traveling with kids, two of you together look for a king bed or something mm -hmm. like that. But sometimes you can't do that because you're going to get four to a room. Yeah. Um, what else do we want to let folks know about traveling? Let's talk a little bit about theme parks. Okay. Wait, before we go back. Yeah. I also sometimes think people who, um, bigger people have might, might have mobility issues. Ask for a room near the elevator. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you might have in a little extra noise, but I'm sorry, those rooms at the boardwalk, if you're at that one of those far ones, I'm pretty sure you're in Georgia. So you can ask for a room to make 
your life as easy as mm -hmm. possible. And if you do need an accessible room, don't always assume that those are ground floor rooms mm -hmm. because they're not. In a hotel with elevators, accessible rooms don't mean ground floor. So be aware that you know, still, and so asking for an accessible room near an elevator may still be necessary. And I would also say, again, it goes back to be honest with yourself what you need. You know, if you're not being honest with yourself, you might not be comfortable. Mm -hmm. So just be honest with yourself, and it doesn't hurt to ask what you need. You may have to compromise or make decisions based on that, but ask for what you need. Excellent. As a travel agent, you make my life easier if I know what you need. Right. So we're going to go talk about theme parks. We're not going to do a don't ride this ride, no, you can't no. ride this ride, this ride's going to be too uncomfortable, but what do you want to say about theme parks in general? A couple things. First of all, I find um, I'm carrying around a lot, some extra weight, so it's hot, like especially this time of year. So you know, think about things like personal fans or cool uh, those cool towels that you can get. I was a little suspect on those, but we use them now for a couple trips, and they really help. Um, so think about things like that. Um, One of my favorite tips is gold bond powder. Yes, think about chafing. Gold <laughs> bond powder has that little bit of an analgesic in it, so it's a little tingly and cool, and it helps. If you have, you know, maybe some things that rub together as you walk, um, you know, there's a great product called Body Glide. Sometimes my keys right, jingle right. a little bit. Keys jingle. Something to do with Body Glide that I didn't know is if you have shoes that are too tight mm -hmm. or you have shoes that aren't as comfortable as you thought they were going to be, that if you put that same Body Glide on your shoes, you're less likely to blister. Right. Yep. And I mean, when you, you buy Body Glide in running stores... So when you walk in, what in, store? in <laughs> running in, stores, <laughs> running stores like where they sell like running gear and stuff. So sports when you stores. sports stores, <laughs> we have a couple stores that I'm called like the running room and stuff, and it's where all the runners go, and that's where we go to buy it. Tracy so shows you, up winded. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to so get somebody. You walk in and they kind of look at you like, oh, no Chinese buffets down the street. <laughs> Wait, can we help you? <laughs> But so, I mean, it is, there are things that you can do. Um, and then think about attractions. You know, there's some, I find Disney more, it's kind of, there's more that I can do at Disney without having an issue. There are some things I can fit, but not comfortably. Uh, Seven Doors comes to mind. I find mm -hmm. it a little uncomfortable. Um, Flights of Passage. Um, anywhere. Everest. Yeah, anywhere where they think you're going to have a problem, flights of passage, especially I'm thinking of, they'll sometimes have a seat outside for you to test to get an idea. Um, I have a lot, a lot more difficult time at Universal. I find there's less there that I fit comfortably in. Um, Universal cast members are good as well, though, because typically on most attractions, there's a seat with a little bit more room in a certain row or at a certain, and so they'll sometimes, you know, Without, Gently push you. Yeah, <laughs> without just saying, hey, I got a seat for you. <laughs> They'll kind of, you know, gently glide you that way. Um, so, I mean, just be aware of that. And again, just because maybe you can do it, will you be comfortable while you're doing it? Right. Think about that as well. We talked a lot about people, big people, heavy people. Craig, you're tall, but you ride a lot of rides. How do you find that? Is that a discomfort for someone who's tall to ride sort of the, the big roller coastery rides? Yes, in certain circumstances. And I've talked about it on the show before, too. Um, there are some attractions like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that I they definitely sacrificed the the 
comfort of the ride vehicle in order to have it be unique. And I appreciate that as an attractions fan. Yes, it means I don't go on it very often at all. And usually it's just because I'm, you know, it's just on a whim. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go. But I'm not comfortable on it. And uh, that, that tends to be the problem lately with a lot of the new attractions that are coming out. Uh, it's not about just... It's not about just the ride experience itself. It's about making it a cool, interesting, unique ride vehicle to go along with it. And so you just have to pay attention. The thing that I take away from it after working at Universal for many years is it's kind of as Tracy alluded to. It's about knowing yourself and being like, listen, I might be tall. I might be very muscular and not fit in something right. I might be bigger. I just you have to accept that yourself and once you do that then you'll start to notice test seats and other things like that tracy pointed out they try to get at universal they'll try to be good at pulling the thing that we would do to make others feel not so comfortable is we on some days we would count it out random and do every 20 person doesn't matter what size they are just do it so that way when you do get to that person that you are unsure about whether or not they're going to be comfortable on it, then you can, it, it, it's, if they're they seeing, like exactly, they don't feel like you're pointed out because you're doing it to everyone. And I, I've had times where I, I know people have thanked me for it because that made them feel better that they saw other people going through it too. And it adds that in. But um, the easiest part is, it's universal especially they do have those seats right before you get on the attraction so you can get that one last test but um, they're outside of the attractions that are going to be difficult take advantage of it outside just just go up and do it a lot of times you'll see kids just sitting and playing and um, uh, grab a team member around and ask them if they can help you because sometimes they can give you the right tips on how to do it however then as Tracy said you may be very uncomfortable for your attraction just because you can fit in. Just because I can get that thing to click doesn't mean I should. Yeah. Remember the time we were on Harry Potter? The first time we were there for a universal I didn't go on it. I thought you went on it. Oh, I was almost, we got stuck on it though. And it was already so uncomfortable. And then it it was like, oh my God. Now you have to do it yourself. But back in the day, uh, when I was first there, it was a thing where we... We prided ourselves on some of the stronger people being able to get, and I'm like, this, I, I have seen. Oh my gosh, that gives me nightmares. <laughs> Did you see who I just got in that well, seat? No, no, no. Win. It wasn't. We're gonna need more people. <laughs> it wasn't always. It, when I say body sizes, like on Forbidden Journey, because of the way the harness comes down, you could be a skinny girl who is 110 pounds, but if you've got triple Fs. <laughs> It seri- the harness seriously would not come down on it. And I, I apologize for getting vulgar, but that's what I'm saying. It's right. every... Well, here's the deal, yeah. right? Everybody carries their weight differently. Yes. So the, oh. for, for me, it might be... Siri picked it up. <laughs> yes, Siri was looking... <laughs> Craig, did you mean triple Fs? <laughs> All of a sudden, you got a video playing on your phone. So, like, you know, I carry my weight in my stomach, so it's hard for me to ride a ride that has a bar that comes down because it always cuts me in half. The more... The more restraints on a vehicle, I think the harder you're going to find it to be. Right. If you're going on the Haunted Mansion, which has a lap bar, 
Super yeah. easy. That's right. super easy. One the, the minute they have to put something over your shoulders and between your legs and around your ankles, you yeah. might have a bigger problem. But ev- evacuations are serious, and that's mm-hmm. the point we would always try to make with them. Once you once you get the person in, are you comfortable? No, but I want to do it anyways. You realize that if this breaks down, it could be up to 45 minutes to an hour until mm-hmm. we can get you out. Oh, I don't want to go then. And then it's get them off immediately. So. If there's not a ride thing where you can, there's not a seat where you can try it, I suggest go through the queue and look at it. Mm-hmm. I've done that quite often. Yep. And at the last minute, I go, I don't want to do it. I have but, a story to tell. But at places like Disney, it's fun to go through the queue. Right. right. So it's not like my time is wasted. So I've gone through the queue. I've been with my family and friends. You get to the ride. And I like to look at other out. people, too. Look at other people who are on, looking for people similar body size to me, see how they did. Yeah. When Expedition Everest first went, John and I got in line and we were going to get in the same cart. (laughs) And they have a divided seat. I understand they've made these easier, they've changed that some, but it was just this divided seat. And John sat down and without looking, the cast member put the bar back so that it was against my knees. So I was still standing up, and the security bar is now pressing my knees against the seat. And I said, please don't let this ride go. Please, I don't want to stand up the whole way. I'm going to be decapitated. (laughs) So she says to me, oh, you have to sit down. Got that. Um, She says to me, just wiggle under the bar. And I thought... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little one. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So I, I then... Turned into this screaming meme. I was, gonna say, I was waiting until he got to the point where he was screaming, Please don't go! Please, <laughs> Please don't, don't release the train. Because <laughs> oh you remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons when Bugs Bunny would go through the wall and there was a rabbit shaped thing? I thought, I'm going to go into that tunnel and there's going to be a Kevin shaped cutout. <laughs> so I got off and I walked out through the gift shop. And by that time, John came out and John was white as a sheet, had big hair. <laughs> <laughs> so what they told me was. <laughs> You're sitting, I'm trying to sit on this one side. They said, take this leg and put it over the other bar. So I straddled the bar. And this thing is literally cutting, the bar is cutting me in half. It is so tight. It was not fun. Big poofy hair. I had giant hair and I was red and I couldn't breathe. That was so much fun. Um, Along the lines of some things at uh, theme parks, but in addition to theme parks, restaurants in general, I have a fear of the Lucite chair. You know what I'm talking about? That clear plastic chair. Oh, yeah, or the yeah. paper clip chair where it's this and then there's a seat and a bar and this. And I think I'm going to sit in that and that is literally going right. to fold right I'm here. always afraid that those loose light chairs are just going to snap. So that's something I do. I always check. We check restaurants before we go in them. Are we going to be comfortable there? <laughs> yes, be on a table instead of a booth. Right. I can't sit in a booth. Booths are evil. And sometimes it's even chairs with arms. Yes. Depending on, you know, the shape and the size of the chair, even that can be an issue. Exactly. Let's go on to cruises. Mm. I think cruises is similar to to what we talked about with hotel rooms. You want to look for uh, a a stateroom that will accommodate you for the bedding and things like that. But we also pick a bigger stateroom, too, because it allows you a different place to sit. Right. I can't just do that sit on the bed all the time. It's the same thing for hotel rooms. Whenever yeah. possible, we try to do the same thing. Because just sitting or laying on the bed all the time just doesn't, it's not as easy for me. I'm so look for maybe a, well, something we call a junior suite or something mm-hmm. like that. That has a chair or a little couch. To give and you if there are other issues, we actually cruised where there was no, it was only the tub and shower combination. 
and I would go to the um, spa, mm-hmm. uh, the the gym, the spa, and I would use one of those showers every morning. So it's there are other options, but again, you have to know yourself and you have to make yourself as comfortable as possible. And people love Disney Cruise Line split bathrooms, and it's just something that doesn't work for us. We need a cruise line that's going to have one big bathroom because otherwise you're stuck with two small bathrooms. Right. And it just doesn't – we need to have the big space. But I get it. You want family members getting ready at different times. I understand why you like it. It just doesn't work for us. What else? Do we have any other tips for folks traveling? Hmm. I can't think of anything. You know I'm going to think of 10 on the ride home. Right on the way home. You're going to think of it. I think we've covered sort of the things that we we think about on a regular basis. You know, there's always going to be one-off instances, and there's going to be different situations. But these are the the things that we take into account every time we travel. I do have another tip. It doesn't have to do with the shape of your body or your size, but I talked about gold bond powder. That stops sweating and rubbing and chafing and things like that. Another tip that we've learned is that if you've gotten a sunburn, as long as it's below your neck, don't use gold bond on your face, but if you take a soft cloth and dab it on a little bit, it makes, because it has that little bit of tingle, it makes the sunburn better. And it also makes you cooler cooler and slipperier in the sheets, that there's less friction. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope Siri didn't pick that one up. <laughs> you've had a, you've had a sunburn, and even turning over sheets. hurts because you're rubbing your skin. This makes you, it makes less friction. Excellent. 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 All right. Anything else we want to share? No, go. I go see the I, world. I go I've see the world. Enough. Here's the deal. If we can do it, if we can do it, if you can do it. Yeah, really, don't be one of these people who lets your size intimidate right. the fact that you might not do things or affect the fact that, oh, I'm never going to travel. Um, I know many people who are self-conscious about their bodies. I could care less what you think about how I look, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter to me if someone thinks I'm fat. I'm sorry. Well, it just doesn't I'm matter. I'm also six foot five. And there are places where we go. We went to one place in San Juan, Puerto Rico, where they told me I was going to have to crawl. Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you, unless it means my life. <laughs> I think that's a good point, too. When you, If you're on a cruise, look at shore excursions. Yes, absolutely. Look at the activity level. Look at what you're going to be doing. You know, for sure, you want to make sure you're prepared for that. Because I think some people think, well, I can walk a little bit. You know, not if you're uphill both ways. On slippery you know, rocks. On slippery rocks, right, exactly. I think the biggest message is is be prepared. Be honest with yourself, as you said, because I've been on, an, I think just about every flight I've taken, I've seen that person come who didn't pre-plan, and they're looking at that seat, and they're looking at the people, and they're, what am I going to do? They just look mortified. Or even worse, the person who has the the opposite body image mm-hmm. and the guy who thinks he's muscular <laughs> he's not and you think dude you are just not making anybody around yeah, you comfortable are the same people who bring the refrigerator box with a handle tied to it and consider that carry-on <laughs> i think they're just spatially deficient <laughs> you think so but you get that person who takes that middle seat and you think dude you really gotta take a look at yourself for sure excellent all right anything else i know you want to no don't let this stop you right it's a big beautiful world go see it I agree. I think that's a good message to tell people. Go out and have fun. All right, that'll do it. Thank you guys for helping me with that conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. Once again, we hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.